Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport, where we are just one week away from the first test match broadcast live and exclusive on Talk Sport Radio. And how fitting it is that we've come over to Super Sport Park, uh, which will play host to that very test match. It's been the South African press day today, as well as England getting underway with their second warm up. What is going on with England and the illness rocking the camp? We'll have a little bit about that. We'll look back at the first day's play and uh, we will hear from the likes of Fat. To Plessis, uh, the South African captain, Kagisa Rabada, in conversation with Sam Elod, of all people, uh, Jack Callis, and a host of names. You're listening to the following on podcast on Talk Sport. Well, I am absolutely delighted to say that A, uh, I am at uh, Supersport Park, uh, B, I'm I've got some shade because it's about 32 degrees. Uh, C, I'm not with Sam Mallard at the moment. D, I'm with Dan Gallen, who's a South African uh, broadcaster, commentator, freelancer, actually based in the UK, but out here, uh, back home, really. Uh, we've, uh, we've been alongside each other for the last hour or two, talking with and uh, about a lot of the, the key names that are going to be part of the South African squad. First off, Dan, thanks for joining me on the following on podcast. Um, and here we are, a week from the test, first test match. Uh, how do you assess, how do you put into words, and very succinctly, just where South African cricket finds itself at the moment? A fresh start, I think. Um, a lot of short-term focus on, on the series. Obviously, the, the crisis at board level, um, the sacking of the, of the chief executive, the, the lack of confidence in the players after the India series. Oh, thanks for having on, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I should have started with that. Um, yeah, a fresh start. Um, Jacques and Mark and Faf... You know, the leadership group have spoken about instilling new confidence, intensity, getting the, the focus back on the cricket. So, yeah, there's a, there's a renewed optimism, which is a strange feeling given the last month that South African cricket has had. Do you feel that South African cricket has now reached the bottom and it is on the way up? And if so, do you think that this bounce um, has just come a little bit too soon ahead of this England series or a little bit too close to it rather? Well, I'm conscious to talk about bottom. I mean, I don't know if there are going to be any Zimbabwean fans listening to this or any West Indian fans listening to this. So I guess a, a, a crisis is a relative term. But yes, with regards to South African cricket, this is probably the lowest it's been, certainly at the board level. I guess the only comparison to its impact on the field would be the fallout from the Hansi Krenia, um mm. debacle that that was. 
and straight after that Australia came and, and the arrival of a good team can really galvanise a side so yes preparations haven't been great as Mark and, and Faf alluded to the Mzanzi Super League the T20 franchise competition ended a bit too soon for a lot of the players to have some four day cricket I think Aidan Markram is in fact the only one who expected to play on Boxing Day who is playing with the Titans though he made one today which maybe shows the challenge of adjusting from T20 into, into Red Bull cricket so no I think, I think the arrival of England look when England come to town nothing gets South Africa's blood boiling like the arrival of the English you know you guys have have Australia and India and Pakistan have their rivalry but for South Africans the old enemy is England so I think in, in a way it could prove a galvanising effect Well uh, let's hear from Faf Duplessis who always speaks very well uh, the South African uh, captain uh, who started off talking about the strengths that uh, England have within their bowling ranks uh, I see a very good bowling attack very experienced um, you know I talk a lot about Tesh being important to have experience and they do have in their bowling attack they do They've got three, two or three bowlers that's played a lot of test cricket in all different formats or in all different conditions. Um, but yes, their bowling is, uh, their batting is inexperienced. They're, there's one or two guys that has done well, and if you can keep them quiet in a series like this, I, I believe if we can get runs on the board this series, then we we can challenge them. It's about getting runs on the board. And what about uh, Jofra Archer, a play you've come up against IPL World Cup? Um, what kind of threat do you think he's going to pose you guys? And has he been spoken about in training ahead of this series? Yeah. No, he's a very good bowler. Um, he's pro- proven even the Ashes, he bowled some really, some really good spells. Um, uh, for, for him, for us, it's important to make sure that we, we don't make him start the series well. You know, it's someone like that that builds a lot on confidence. Um, it's his first first tour to South Africa. It's, it's Kukabura Bowl. It's a little bit different than the Dukes. So for me, it's important that we can start well against him. Um, and then, yeah, he's obviously a very talented bowler. But I think confidence with guys like that plays a big role. Um, in New Zealand, didn't do as well as in the Ashes. Um, so it's about making sure that you you prep well for what he brings. Uh, he does bring something different to their attack. Obviously, he can bowl quick at stages. Um, so you've got to prepare for that. Uh, and hopefully we can we can play him well this series. And does the same go for the captain, Joe Root? Of course, a South African cricket captains have been the scourge of the England captains over the years. Graham Smith back, that's the last thing England want. Uh, getting the pressure on a captain who's just seen a serious defeat in New Zealand and at the start of the year in the West Indies, that must be something you and the guys have talked about. Well, that's why we got Graham Smith back. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know that he's done that too. England captains. I certainly by no means have done that, so we thought we'd bring that experience back for the series. It's, it's been strange, hasn't it, watching cricket between these two nations over the last 20 years. England have got an appalling record away from home, or, but seem to excel here. Hmm. And the reverse isn't quite true because South Africa went through a long period where they were unbeaten at home. But they had great success in England, didn't they, as well? What do you put it down to? The fact that the two sides do seem to flip round when it comes to playing home and away. The traditional strengths and weaknesses seem to go out the window. Well, the truth is, I don't really know. I mean, we were chatting about this off air. What is it? Maybe it's the fact that both teams rely on bowlers who can move the ball in the air and, and opening the batting in both countries is, I think, statistically the hardest in anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I think it, South Africa probably just shaves it in terms of difficulty, maybe with the extra bounce compared to the English wickets. It's a good question. I mean, England haven't lost a series here since 2000. I mean, that is, a, that is an entire generation of cricketers who have come to South Africa and have expected not to lose. So I, I, I don't quite know what it is. I mean, do you have a theory? 
I, I'm not sure. I think that the English bowlers probably find the conditions here to their liking in a way that they don't when they play in Australia, where, of course, they're very much flat and it, you know, they rely on pace a lot more. Um, and, of course, playing in the subcontinent is always very difficult. But I do find it quite bizarre. And actually, if you look at the fortunes of Australia and South Africa, the same is true, isn't mm-hmm. it? South Africa have had great success in Australia in the last uh, fifth, well, 10 years, I suppose. Um, and, of course, if you take the great Australian side out of the equation, Australia have still had good success here, you know, winning a really good series at 2-1, 2000 and, poof, I don't know, 13 or whenever it was. Mm. Either way, it's quite fascinating. Um, what's also fascinating is hearing the likes of, you know, the true South African greats. That I'm glad to say they're on the, on the, uh, the show. And Sam Ellard caught up with, uh, well, the, the legendary all-rounder and now the co- one of the coaches within the, uh, the South African camp, Jack Hallis. You're one of the best all-rounders that's ever played the game. Right now in the world, Ben Stokes is the best all-rounder. What have you made of some of his performances over the past couple of months in the World Cup final? There was that brilliant innings at Headingley uh, in the Ashes. And do you think that Ben, um, in the rest of his career, can, can finish it as, you know, regarded as one of the best all-rounders to ever play the game? He's certainly got the talent to. Um, I suppose it's up to him if you are hungry, is how, how far he wants to take his game. <clears throat> the one thing that's been good about him is he's done it in, in a lot of formats. Mm. Um, and now he's sort of starting to do it in test cricket as well, which has been really pleasing to watch. It's, it's always nice watching to see how other all-rounders come through. Um, you know, obviously plays the game very differently to to way I played. It's a lot more aggressive, that type of stuff, certainly with the bat and that. Um, but yeah, he'll, he'll be a key player for them, and we'll have to have good, strong plans against him with both bat and ball. Root comes into this series as captain under a, a bit of pressure, lost in New Zealand, didn't win back the Ashes, uh, lost in the Caribbean early this year. Do you think Joe Root has a long-term future as the England captain? What have you made of this England team under Joe Root? They've obviously done well for a long period, and like you said, he is under a bit of pressure. But you know, every player goes through that, every captain goes through that, and um, they've kept him as, as captain, so they obviously believe in him. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll certainly try and keep the pressure on him and on England. Um, it's probably an area we will try and target and, and make sure we try and put as much pressure on, on him. Um, but he's a world-class player, so. Um, just because he's under pressure doesn't mean he's not going to have a good series. He'll no doubt be up for a big fight and he'll want to turn that around and we just need to make sure we're on the ball against him. I found it really refreshing to listen to the South Africans uh, speak to you guys, actually. There seems to be, they don't seem to be as guarded as the English guys when they speak to the press. Uh, they're much more open. Maybe that will change as, as, as their careers develop within the camp. But, but to hear Jack Hallis very honestly say... Joe Root is under pressure and South Africa are going to capitalise on that. I, I find that very refreshing, but it's also common sense, isn't it? Joe Root does come into this series under pressure. What other weaknesses do you see from a South African perspective from this uh, touring England side? An inexperienced top order, one, two, three. I mean, Burns looks great. I've, I've seen him, as you mentioned earlier in the show, I, I, live in, I live in London now, so I've got to watch Burns a couple of times and I, I, I love a batsman who can make things work while looking completely unattractive as if he was not he was meant to do anything else but play cricket um, but what's he got only 12 tests and he's he's the veteran of the three Sibley, Denley they've got what six between them so Roots, Root won't want to come in facing the new ball if South Africa can get England 20 for, for nothing or 20 for two rather mm. that, they could really run through the side and all of a sudden I think in fairness that does happen a lot so the chances are it will happen on occasion right it? right and Vernon Philander is just a master in, in home conditions he just he just asks questions consistently Kakisa Rabide is going to be up for it he's I, I'm fascinated by the sort of alpha battle between him and Jofra Archer who mm. can kind of puff their chest out the moat and bang it in short so weakness there spin is obviously a problem you know the 
perception is that you come to South Africa and you play the four quicks, but it's hot. And the, the wickets do turn to you know, days four and five. Also, that extra balance um, offers assistance to the spinner. So I think going in with a full pace attack could be a naive tactic for England, um, especially if some partnerships develop from the South Africans. So, look, not, not a great side, but, but there's some flaws in the South African side. So they, they are evenly matched, I think. I think it's going to be a great series. Well, you mentioned the bowling, and it's difficult not to. You know, we're always told it's a batsman's game, but I don't expect this to be a batsman's series, that's for sure. Uh, let's hear Kagiso Rabada. Uh, with Sam Ellard. PG, England's under a new coach in Chris Silverwood. What sort of England side are you expecting to face over the next couple of months? The players are pretty much similar. Um, England, I mean, they've got, a, they've got some new faces in the team, but the core of the team is, is, is similar. Um, you know, you've got the likes of Root, Stokes, um, uh, Anderson, uh, Broad. All those guys have been playing for a long time. So I don't think... Much is going to change, really. It's just about seeing, you know, how the how the new players are going to adapt and getting used to them. But uh, always against England, it's always a tough, it's always a tough opposition, and we know we've got our work cut out for us. And coming up against the likes of Joe Root, Ben Stokes, is that something that you're relishing the opportunity to bowl against some of the best batsmen in the world? I mean, that's why we play Test cricket. That's why we played. It's a, it's always a contest and. International cricket is never easy. It always finds a way to, to sit you down. So, yeah, so again, it's another challenge for us uh, playing against uh, the world's best players. And, yeah, it's, it's fun at the end of the day. It's, it's to see whether you can overcome that challenge or not. Uh, there's a few murmurings, isn't there? And there's actually a couple of questions posed to uh, Charles Langevel about Kegiso Rabada. You know, his intensity. You know, is he bowling as fast as he was? Is he over-bowling? Is he bowling too much? Is that a problem? Is that a fear surrounding, uh, you know, the premier bowler within your ranks? Well, the numbers suggest that. Um, he's been redlining, as I think they say. Um, for, quite some t- for quite some time, he, he over-bowled in the IPL, came to the World Cup probably overcooked. And he lacked the intensity. I think the the real uh, demonstration of that was that game against Bangladesh where the tactic was to balance the, the subcontinent batters out. And yet I, I think he managed one balancer throughout the 10 overs that actually troubled the guys that, you know, Shakib and the rest just pulled him quite comfortably. And since then, you know, he... All, all, all these um, opening bowlers, you know, they've got egos. They, they don't like to be told that the intensity is down. They don't like to be told that they're out of form. And you can see that, that Kajiso bristled a little bit when, when he was asked. And I, I quite like that because I want an angry Kajiso Rabada. I, I want the Kajiso Rabada that was brushing past David Warner, that was giving people send-offs, that, get, that gets in your face. That, you know, the alpha male South African that we all love to see. Um, you know, time will tell. If he if he goes down the field and he revs it up and he's the Kajisa Rabada that he was a couple of years ago when he was the best bowler in the world, South Africa have every chance of winning. But if he's not, that really does blunt the attack. Vernon Philander is obviously not quick. Um, Lungi Ngidi is the other shock and awe bowler has now suffered a, another injury. There, there are injury concerns with him. Anrik Nokia, who's going to come in, is untested at this level. So, yeah, much will depend on Kakhisa Rabada. Stain's gone, Mornay Morkel's gone. He is unquestionably the spearhead. He's going to have to have a big series. Well, it is a big series for Rabada. It's a big series for everyone. And, of course, Mark Boucher um, has come in to uh, coach the side. And uh, he also caught up with Sam. Mark, I know it's been a, a hectic couple of weeks for you guys, but is this a good first series for you? England haven't had a great 2019 with Red Bull cricket. Is this a series you guys go into thinking you can seriously win this series? 
Yes, um, I wouldn't be standing here if I didn't think that we could win the series. Um, you know, we've been through some tough times in this country, uh, so I believe that we're very resilient. Um, we've been through tough times in the past when I was playing, um, where we turned it around within two, three days to, to go beat the great Australians uh, side. So, you know, sport, is, sport can change very, very quickly. It can take one session where all of a sudden uh, someone, someone takes a good catch or, you know, you pick, up a, you pick up three or four wickets in a session and the momentum changes and all of a sudden that belief um, and that confidence is, is, is there. Uh, the one thing that we have um, promised each other uh, in the dressing room is that uh, the, what's happened in the past, it's not the burden uh, for this team to carry. We've got a new coaching staff, new faces in the dressing room. Uh, we, don't, we can't look behind, we've got to look f to the future now. Um, and yes, I would want no other team other than the English to, to come and challenge us. Um, you know, I want, the, I want the best teams in the world there to, to go out there and really test ourselves again. You know, we've had a tough time with preparation um, with regards to the schedule. It's, it hasn't been ideal. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's another thing we've just got to get over and try and make, make do with what we've got. What are the strengths and weaknesses in this England team? Um, well, I don't want to warn you guys what we're planning on doing, um, but uh, look, I, th I think both, both sides are strong. If you look at the two sides on paper and you look at um, uh, their, their stats, um, they, they are good. I mean, a lot, of been, a lot of talk has been about Archer and the way that he's been bowling. Um, he bowled really well uh, in the Ashes, um, but you have a look at the way uh, things went down in New Zealand. He probably wasn't at his best. So things can change overnight. Um, you know. Uh, I look, at, I look at both teams and they've got some, some good batters. Uh, if you look at the English batting lineup, there are a couple of youngsters there that could show signs of promise. There's a lot of experience there as well. Uh, they've got some good all-rounders. Um, but I'm not too focused on them right now at the moment. So we're focused on, on what we have to do uh, in order to prepare properly. A huge challenge uh, for uh, Mark Boucher and the South African side. But uh, just before we, uh, I let you go, uh, prediction really. I mean, how do you see the series panning out? And as we stand here at Cent uh, in Centurion uh, at Supersport Park, I mean, just look at the sun coming down. It is burning hot. 31, 32 degrees. That, that weather is expected after a deluge last week. Parts of this... Uh, uh, parts of here was underwater actually but we're expecting good conditions big main stand and you can just imagine the crowd inching back towards the shade as the sun comes over the ground uh, grass banks of the Barmy Army are going to be sat, there's some hospitality um, uh, not, not, not quite tents, they're permanent structures but they're uh, uh, huts, yeah they're huts, almost like what you would expect on safari actually in some regard you know this is a, this, could, this ground I imagine can be quite um, intimidating um, and the heat quite oppressive and when the pressure's on you it can be something test cricket really does serve up these quite unique challenges doesn't it and this could be right up there with some of the fiercest that this England side who do come into this series under pressure have uh, actually come up against this is a fantastic round I love watching cricket here I saw Mitchell Johnson absolutely obliterate South Africa when he was at the peak of his powers Kakiso Rabada got that 12 I think it was or 13 against England still the the best bowling figures by anyone at this ground um, yeah the wickets it, it can be up and down it can, it can be quite tricky to bat on especially if you if you're batting into four and five and looking to save a test I don't think it needs to be said but if you are coming to watch especially the bomb army please stay hydrated because um, it, it, as you say it does cook out there on the on the grassing bank but no it's it's a it's a great venue it's a, a, the first boxing day test I think I believe in saying after after Durban has lost it or the second one I'm not sure a prediction? Look, if you asked me a, a month ago, I would have said England 3-1. Now, maybe I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid of that, that Mark Balcher and, and Jacques Cullis and Graham Smith are serving me, but I, I'm thinking 2-all, 
maybe even South Africa shaving it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I do see... I, I, I really think it'll depend on what, what sort of series Rabada has. If he can have the England's top three in his pocket, then it's South Africa's. If Burns and, and the rest can put partnerships up and, and, and get you know, into that, into that second bowling without having the middle order exposed, then it's England. So I, I really think Rabada's the key. Brilliant stuff, Dan. Thank you so much for, uh, for your input today. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, sharing a press box throughout this uh, fascinating series that uh, comes up uh, exclusively live on TalkSport and TalkSport. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Two. Well, the baking hot sun has been replaced by uh, rain and uh, thunder as I've made my way over to Benoni, where we've just watched uh, a pretty classy innings, actually, from uh, Joe Denley. I didn't see all of it, of course. Guy Swindles did. And uh, a chanceless knock. And, you know, just uh, seemed to be in control throughout the day. Yeah, it's really funny talking to him, saying when he first went into the nets when he arrived here, he was all over the shop. I've seen him now play two really good innings, first against the Invitational um, 11, but this one against the A-team. It really was. Other players were giving chances. There was some decent bowling, and it was a chanceless ton until Ollie Pope decided to run him out and give someone else a go. But up until then, no, one one of his more convincing knocks, probably, in his England career. Yeah, absolutely. We were in West Indies when he made his debut. He struggled at times, but just seems to be able to carve out these nuggety innings uh, when required and uh, yeah suddenly looking a little bit more solid at three uh, what else did we learn today from uh, this this warm-up game well i think we learned that the opening partnership has potential it might not quite be there but england would have taken a 60 opening run partnership any time probably since uh, alistair cook retired so that has been a real plus dom sibley hang ar- hung around kept rory burns company until they'd gone past the half century so there was a base for the rest of the team Neither could really go on, and Rory Burns did use up a big chunk of luck getting to his half-century, but he got there, so that was a plus. Ben Stokes 
coming back. First time he's batted since winning the uh, all those awards at the weekend. So great to see him come back and just fall shy of a half century. And then Ollie Pope at the end was just superb as the rain turns to hail mm. around us. I was going to say exactly the same thing as uh, yeah rain turns to hell well we'll be back TalkSport and TalkSport 2 if uh, interested you can uh, continue listening to updates from Guy Swindles myself as well uh, throughout this uh, three day warm up match unfortunately for Joe it won't be a first class ton but uh, certainly means he goes into that first test match a week from today full of fitness full of form and uh, full of confidence as well that's pretty much all we've got for you today thanks for listening subscribe and review at Acast iTunes and Spotify and the following on the podcast We'll be back after day two of the warm-up against South Africa A at Willemo Park. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Selling a little? Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.